Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is on the air. Never send to know for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is a call to arms for those American patriots who, in the tradition of our founding fathers, will stand up now to defend the Constitution and the liberties that it guarantees to each citizen, to each of us. That is our mission, to explain in a clear and concise manner the direct effect of each issue on the individual, on you personally, not some anonymous being in a distant place, and to define in no uncertain terms the consequences of inaction. Let the battle begin. You're listening to Freedom Forum Radio. We pick up where we left off last week in our interview with Matt Bracken. Well, you're, you've absolutely hit the nail on the head. And, you know, you bring up the Nixon tapes. I remember to this day the picture of Rosemary Woods, I think her name was, stretching out with one, yes. one foot on the pedal, one foot, uh, one hand on, on the phone and another hand. She looked like she was doing a spread eagle exercise of some kind to show. That became, the, the, that became the, the image, the picture. That was the physical illustration of the dastardly deed of the 18-minute gap. Right. And Nixon had to resign. I mean, the, the Washington Post and New York Times, this was even before the 24-hour news cycle. I remember it. I was in high school then. I was working construction the summer of, uh, of the Watergate hearings, you know, outside on a big construction site. Everybody was listening. They had to actually preempt all the network channels. It's hard for young people to remember or understand those days, but they had to preempt the soap operas all summer on ABC, CNN, NBC. Imagine if there was only seven or eight channels in your city and five of them switched to covering Watergate hearings all day, every day. Imagine if the same media had done that for Fast and Furious where 300 Amer- uh, Mexicans were murdered on purpose. Imagine if, if, if Daryl Issa's committee hearings were being carried Around the clock on every channel. Obama would have been gone long ago. But I think when they got away with Fast and Furious, they knew the coast was clear. If you can get away with murdering hundreds of Mexicans on purpose, that's the plan. And you're not going to be called for it by the media. Well, then it's it's wide open. The IRS can target conservatives. Just go down the list. There was They knew after Fast and Furious, nothing was holding them back. I wrote an I wrote an essay about it uh, two years ago on the day that Andrew Breitbart died. This was like the end of February two years ago, called "Gangster Government and Sakharov's Immunity." We have a gangster government, and the media is part of the gangster government. What they what they did with Fast and Furious, presenting thousands of pages of one hundred percent redacted, i.e., blacked out paper. It would be like handing over reams of black paper and saying, here's the documents you requested. That's giving the middle finger across the table to Congress. And they got away with it. The media said it's a witch hunt. They handed over black paper and said, we've complied with the subpoena. And the media said, looks legit to me. And the low information voters 
if they heard anything about it between switching from, you know, American Idol uh, to the Big Bang Theory, if they heard anything about it, they heard John Stewart say that Daryl Issa is a Republican kook on a witch hunt against their beloved president. And that sticks. It sure does. Same thing with Benghazi. Well, there's been really one after another of of different things that have happened uh, with this presidency that have been completely brushed under the carpet. Uh, certainly not just this president, but in the last twenty years, you go back to the Clintons as well in the in the in the nineteen nineties. Yeah, well, this mm-hmm. is what happens when even when they when they have polled the newsrooms in Washington. I think the number was something like ninety percent admitted that they voted Democrat. These are the people that are massaging the, the false narrative. These are the propagandists, you know, pre- pretending to be journalists. I think that, you know, and it's, it's interesting because you know, maybe in the day of radio, every American heard basically the same message. Everybody listened to FDR at the same time, you know, on the same frequency, so to speak. But today, you can have half of the country absolutely apathetic and uninterested in anything political, period. So naturally, those people, what all that they retain from the news is greedy Republicans hate poor people, love rich people, and want to take away your medical care that's, and, and your food. That's all they hear. Well, yeah, that, And it works. But well, there's 25% of the country that knows we're being turned into Venezuela on its way to becoming Cuba and will resist. So it, it's almost a formula guaranteed at some point to boil over. I agree with that 100%. So I would ask you, are you surprised? Is, is, is there any way or anything that has happened in the last decade that you are really surprised at? Or do you think, well, this is what I kind of expected? Well, in a, in a way, I'm surprised that the economy is held together with, with uh, you know, the... the uh, uh, money from, you know, the thin air money being generated between the banks and the Fed. I mean, you know, the stock market's at all-time highs. Maybe it's look out below. Maybe we'll have a bull market. I mean, who knows? Um, one thing I've learned about trends is that there, you never get just into a straight line down or a straight line up. Uh, all types of wave theory. I mean, I see it, I saw it, I see it a lot on the ocean when an entirely new weather system is coming through it's not just a steady, like, uh, increasing amplitude until you've got the biggest waves. You've got a, a lower peak and valley of the amplitude, then it goes away. When it comes the next time, it's a little higher, then it's lower. Anyway, I don't see the economy crashing over, off a cliff next week. It could go a few more years. But eventually, the plug is going to be pulled on it. I, I just read the other day... Uh, you know, our, our, our liabilities, our, our, our debt liabilities, it's impossible to pay. I mean, it's many orders of magnitude beyond what can ever be paid. At a certain point, it has to crack, either through hyperinflation or, you know, some other failure of the currency. When that happens, when the EBT cards can't be uh, used to buy food, our cities will explode and burn. So I'm very happy... Every day that I wake up and I see that, you know, electricity is still working because I do have um, an expectation that at some point in, you know, in my lifetime, the power is going to go out and we may never even know why. 
you know, you can, it may just be a subject of, of wonderment and debate, because if there's no power, after a couple of days, there's no news. And then it's pure conjecture. We still have people debating uh, the Oklahoma City, the bombing, the, the World Trade Center, even did we put a man on the moon? You know, there are people like that. So it's almost impossible if the power goes out that we'll ever know what happened. But there are so many scenarios I see that at the end of it, the power goes out. It can be a war from outside, a cyber attack. It can be an EMP blast. It can be a Carrington-type event, you know, solar ejecta. But I think we live in a very fragile society in terms of needing electricity day by day, almost like life support, like a moon base under a big dome. You know, if that pump, if that airlock fails, you know, we're not... We're not like it used to be in the 19th century, horsepower and manpower, a little bit of steam engines. Now, if the power goes out, people start dying and the cities will absolutely explode. And I expect that. I think that in any future, any war, any future war, a prime target will be the opposition, the enemy grid. Prime target. And we're so vulnerable. We think still of warfare as tank versus tank, but it's going to be, you know, saboteurs and, and hackers versus each other's grids. And when our power goes out in this country, our social cohesion is already so low. And people are ready to, to do flash mob looting on full stomachs, just out of anger. Imagine when they're starving and there are no more food deliveries. You know, it, it won't be enough to say, well, the power will only be out for three weeks. In this country, if the power goes out for three weeks, it may never come back on because our cities will be in flames, and all the infrastructure passing through the cities will be cut. Well, you know, I sound cheerful, don't I? Well, but it is the truth. You know, I had, uh, I remember probably about four or five years ago uh, in Atlanta, uh, they made an announcement that they were going to give out some applications for Section 8 housing down in, yes. in East Point. And... Uh, they were going to start giving them out at 9 o'clock in the morning. Well, people started showing up at 5 o'clock in the morning, and by the time 9 o'clock arrived, there were some, some like, something like twenty to 30,000 people there. And when they came out and announced that they only had 500 applications, the place erupted. People were getting beaten and, and pushed and knifed and whatever. And I always say when I remember that story, and they weren't even hungry. And that's right. really the case. They weren't hungry. We know that food supplies into uh, our stores, if you go to any of the, you know, any of the supermarkets, they don't have enough on the shelf for more than maybe five days at a maximum. That's going to be gone in, in hours. Right. Five days is what at a normal, uh, a normal purchase rate. But that, that's the, you know, the great wonderment, beauty, and advantage of just-in-time uh, uh, logistics is that there's no more requirement for big warehouses full of food. They just send it straight from the field via about 10 different processing plants to your local store. But that whole system can freeze up and lock up. And if it happens, our, our urban areas are going to completely come unglued. Nobody is going to listen to you know, loudspeaker announcements from the government saying, don't panic. People are going to panic. And the one takeaway, assuming that 
you know, that the power just doesn't go out at the same instant across the country. Um, when people watch urban rioting in other cities than where they live, and they see supermarkets being looted and then burned, the takeaway message for at least half of the population will be, I'd better get to my local supermarket right now. Because if I listen to the people saying, maintain calm, I'll get there tomorrow and it will be empty. So it's, it's going to set off a chain reaction. As soon as there's widespread urban looting across the country, or even in a region, I think looting is going to break out in general. And the, there's just no way. If you think that you know, the, the same forces will apply, the same, the same uh, proportions will apply, where the IRA could hold down divisions of the British Army with a few hundred men, our entire federal uh, force apparatus, military, police, federal, local, all of it will not be enough to keep order if the food stops moving. Once the, once the stores are burned, the food won't come back. You, know, you can't just restart a, a food distribution process. It's like an airlock in a diesel engine. You can't just turn the key and stomp on the gas. Once your diesel engine is airlocked, you've got to bleed the air out step by step it's very laborious the same type of process only a you know trillion times more intricate would be required to restart our food distribution system considering that after three days when every single 18 wheeler has run out of fuel and is looted where it runs out of fuel there won't even be trucks available to move the hypothetical food because the hypothetical diesel hasn't gotten to the looted truck stops, you know, it's going to be a real problem. Well, you know, that's really your scenario in foreign enemies and traitors. That exact yeah. scenario is after yeah, the fall. I, I, I wrote a pretty long, short story. I, I wrote a long, short story called A Last Brave New Babylon that covers this, this part of it. But I see our cities as being incredibly vulnerable. You know, we, we still... In our imaginations, it's still uh, maybe the Vietnam era. America is still a superpower, uh, staring down the Russians, and there's some Iranians over there. That world is gone. We are so much more vulnerable. All of the modern miracles are sort of a boomerang. You know, just in time and perfect inventory, it works until it doesn't. And when it doesn't, it's like a, a knife at our throat. When, when our food distribution system breaks down, even for a short period of time, I don't even know if you can turn this thing around. I don't know if it's recoverable after that. We have to take a quick commercial break here on Freedom Forum Radio. More with Matt Bracken right after this. Well, you said something that's obviously true, and that is the veneer of civilization is very, very thin. And in some areas, it's thinner than others, and I think it's absolutely thinnest in the cities. Thinnest in the cities because in a city, people really have no neighbors that they know. They don't have relationships with people. You can live in an apartment building in a city and not have any idea who lives next to you on either side, certainly not above and below you. Yeah. Uh, and, and that really is why uh, th that person is not real, a real person to you, as opposed to yeah. in, in a rural area. Uh, that's a big. It's a big difference in our area here, where we have relationships with our neighbors. It is more it's, like it's it was. In, it's better in rural areas, but there's an entire you know oxycodone, uh, uh, you know math lab culture that exists in rural areas as well. So 
you know, the bad guys are mixed among us pretty well. Uh, of course, it's you know, going to be more dangerous in the cities. And don't get me started on high-rises, how fast the high-rise becomes completely unlivable. You know, once the toilets don't flush and the tap water is empty and there's no electricity, I mean, a, a, a high-rise becomes completely untenable without power. You know, but I, I, I look at um, in a historical in the, uh, parallel or example, and I see um, after, the, after World War I, uh, the lost generation, there was a great disaffection. People no longer loved their countries because they felt that, they had, that their, men, their men had just been marched into trenches to be machine-gunned for no real good reason. This led to a period of nihilism, uh, turning away from the old civil, you know, social structures. Um, in, in Germany, we, could, we know it as Weimar Germany. There was a cabaret culture you know, that was considered very decadent. This lack of morality, this rise in nihilism and decadence is considered a harbinger leading to a Hitler. And I think now, in, in, in our context, I think of Weimar Germany, it's like Mayberry RFD North Carolina. It's the Andy Weimar Germany, you know, is happy days compared to what we've got now. I mean, imagine in Weimar Germany, people weren't walking around with hooks through their face, you know, with tattoos right across, you know, basically FTW tattoos on their face, they might as well have. And when you've got people walking around with an FTW attitude tatted right on their face, you know, they are people that aren't going to mind what, doing what they have to do once they're hungry. There's, there's not a, a religious upbringing holding them back, saying, whoa, steady there. It's just going to be, what is my need and how do I gratify it? After being raised on first-person shooter video games that are very explicit and gory, I mean, it's going to be very easy for people to pull the trigger. And when the first lesson that successful gunfighters learn or are going to learn is that the guy who just decides to shoot first at the longest range is going to win, it's going to really cut down on face-to-face conversation with your neighbors, you know, to talk about how to work things out. It's going to lead to shoot on sight and... I just think there's going to be a real whirlwind, a, a, a hellstorm to pay. And some people might say that it's a, a retribution, sort of like a Sodom and Gomorrah. And I, I say you could even be an atheist and believe in retribution. You could have, uh, be convinced there's no God and just look at it as a social cycle when what we have built up that we consider natural law, which some people read through the Bible and other people may read through like an evolution of human history in some respects, that when all of the veneer of civilization is torn away, when people have absolutely nothing holding them back, which is what we have today, literally do your own thing no matter what, it's all good, I think that the society is going to, complete, is going to come completely apart at the seams, just completely come apart. And even if you didn't believe in God, you could just look at it as a cycle, like another, another uh, uh, sine wave, you know, pendulum swinging. And we're going to swing strongly back away from Sodom and Gomorrah when our cities are burning and a great percentage of our population is wiped out. I don't see how we recover it. 
Well, that but is... when we do recover it, it's not going to look like we ha- like today, that's for sure. And I doubt the Constitution will be any more than a historical footnote, well, that... if anybody's reading history. That's all our time this week for Freedom Forum Radio. More with Matt Bracken next week. And that concludes another episode of Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum. Join the battle on our website, www.drdansfreedomforum.com. The right to own private property that cannot be arbitrarily confiscated by the government is the moral right and constitutional basis for individual freedom. People, I just love to hear that old man sing. Yeah, when I play the hoochie-coochie man. I get joy in everything, 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 everything gonna be all right this morning.